Yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about, CJ. There's no drama going on in Golden State Warriors land. Everything seems smooth and happy, and and everything's just on par for course. Uh, obviously, I'm being facetious. CJ Holmes, San Francisco Chronicle beat writer, covering the Golden State Warriors, is going to join me next to discuss all the fun drama that's going on that's going to blow over in a week or so. But it's still good, fun conversation. And maybe there is something there. We'll find out. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. You can follow San Francisco Chronicle, Golden State Warriors beat reporter CJ Holmes on Twitter at CJ Holmes22. You can follow me, Cyrus Hotz, on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. CJ, you were there for the press conference. Uh, it is not every day that pr- uh, press conferences have a theme and uh, that doesn't relate necessarily to uh, basketball. And today certainly did. And it had to do with the scuffle that happened yesterday between Draymond Green uh, and Jordan Poole. What were your first impressions? Uh, I mean, you had some questions in there. I heard you in that press conference. Uh, I love the 2K question about uh, uh, Victor. Uh, yeah, just your, your first impressions about the, the three press conferences we had today. You know, like to your point, you know, it's not every day that these press conferences have themes, but if you're the Golden State Warriors, this certainly isn't their first brush of adversity. Um, (laughs) You know, obviously they weren't able to get out in front of this thing, but, you know, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, I think they did a good job stepping to the podium, explaining their perspective of what what happened and, you know, addressing the situation uh, responsibly. Um, I think the, the, the biggest takeaway from all this is that you know, a lot of this was just, you know, simply the heat of competition between mm-hmm. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole and that there isn't exactly, you know, any ill will, bad blood between the two. And it was just one of those things where, you know, guys were competing and things just got out of hand a little bit. Now, was Jordan, should Draymond have striked Jordan? Absolutely not. You know, that's not what you want to do to your teammates. But and, you know, he's going to be punished accordingly. But the organization as a whole, you know, the vibe is that this isn't going to be something that's going to be a lingering issue as the season goes along. Um, they made it clear that they do not think that this was over contract disputes, as was reported out there. And both Stephen Curry and Steve Kerr went out of their way um, to make sure to shut the record straight that Jordan has been a class act throughout all of training camp and any claims um, against his character or his attitude are extremely off base. Yeah, and and what you're referring to, you don't have to. I'm not throwing him under the bus, but Chris Haynes tweeted uh, that um, that the financial contract situation might have been at least partly a catalyst, and I'm referring more so to Jordan Poole uh, working on a contract extension and Draymond Green not getting the contract extension he wants. Um, that's not going to be addressed till after the season. Um, and you're right, all, all three of them uh, quashed that. Uh, one thing I learned that was kind of interesting is that um, the pun they did reveal, uh, I can't remember if it was Bo- uh, Bob Myers or Steve Kerr, they revealed that the punishment for Draymond Green's action was not going to involve suspending him. 
Um, and that's something on yesterday's show I brought up. Like, I don't think that that you could make that a possibility unless the crime was insanely egregious simply because the first game of the season is ring night. Um, so that would just really mar the whole thing. You couldn't do that. I just don't see how you could do that. Uh, so what do you think the punishment's going to be? Like, how do you think this is going to be resolved? There were discussions of, of an apology today. Draymond uh, reportedly apologized to the team. Um, but how do you think this is going to get rectified? Like, they, they keep saying internally. Like, what do you think is going to be the, the discipline that's handed out, if anything? I mean, who knows? Well, like you said, um, they're definitely going to want Draymond out there on ring night. I think TNT is having, like, a whole pregame program surrounding Green and his offseason and some of the things he went through last season. So, obviously, not having him out there for that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, kind of like you said, like, the punishment has to fit the crime, and because Draymond took a shot at Jordan, he's going to be punished for that. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone in the organization thinks that this situation is that deep. Um, you know, obviously, Bob Myers said that he doesn't anticipate Green to miss any games over this. So, you know, he Draymond Green didn't practice today. Tomorrow the Warriors are off, and they expect him back in the practice facility on Saturday morning um, to get to get set for Sunday's preseason game against the Lakers. And, you know, I don't know. Obviously, this is going to be more than a stern talking to when it comes to this punishment. But, you know, perhaps it's just like, you know, a fine or yeah. something like that, or they pull a paycheck. Some things of that nature, nothing that will cripple Green financially or anything of that nature. But, you know, one thing that I think really struck today is both Bob and Steve and Steph, they all said that, you know, this isn't their first rodeo when it comes to adversity on this team. This is certainly isn't their first rodeo when it comes to adversity uh, surrounding Draymond Green. But one thing they said that he does a good job of is when these when he does have flare ups, when he's do things, when these things do happen, um, he does a good job of um, making things right again and coming back and being apologetic. Um, Bob said that. Uh, that Green was at the practice facility this morning. Although he didn't practice, he was at the facility this morning. He apologized to Jordan and the team. And now he's going to have the space to, you know, cool off, get his mind right, and come back ready to work on Saturday. Do you know what day Draymond's podcast comes out? I forgot. I thought it was Wednesdays, but I could be wrong about that. Do you know? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Usually it's like today, actually, I think, Thursdays. Um, I want to say. Thursday. So I'll, I bring that up because that is a highly anticipated episode. I think, I mean, mm -hmm. he, he might shatter some numbers there because uh, I'm sure we all want to hear what he has to say. Um, and you're right, though, man, the, the same. Okay. Well, the no smoke guys are here today with Jordan Poole. Um, well, I think they the no smoke guys, um, uh, you know, um, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes. Correct. I, I believe they interviewed Bob Myers this morning and they you could see them on the practice court Um at, like after practice, uh, hanging around Jordan Poole. Um, so I don't know what they're cooking up. And also believe that Draymond's supposed to appear on the shop tomorrow morning. So, I saw we played a clip mm -hmm. of that yesterday. Uh, yeah, fascinating, but that already happened. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's in the past. So, yeah. but um, <laughs> crazy. I love those guys, man. I, I, I love Matt Barnes. I hope to have him on this show at some point soon. Same with Steven Jackson. Yeah, that podcast or YouTube show, whatever you call it, is incredible. Um, so I guess we'll get some perspective from Jordan Poole there. Uh, again, Draymond has his podcast, uh, and neither of them were available for the press conference today. Stephen Curry was. Um, yeah, I mean, did anything surprise you today? I mean, like I said, and, and I definitely want to ask you questions about Japan in just a moment because you went with the team there. That must have been awesome. Uh, I also want to talk about Clay Thompson because he's not going to play Sunday. But given everything, was there any surprises? I mean, I, I I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I guess 
The only thing I was, I was a little surprised about was them clearing the air about the fact that the fight had nothing to do with the contract situations, right? Uh, Myers was a little more, I say, pragmatic about it and candid about it in the sense that he's like, well, at least that's what they told me. Like, that's the best I could tell you. That's what I feel. You know, he was he was pretty straight about it. He's like, I can't, I don't know 100% if, if that wasn't the case. But then Kerr and Curry both came out and said no. Um, any surprises to you? Or was this really just what you expected? Pretty much what I expected. Um, a lot of blanket statements. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of we're going to keep things internal. And that's kind of the thing about this. Um, you know, obviously guys don't get, you know, hit in the face or in the upper area forcefully uh, very often at NBA practices. But, you know, um, muck-ups, scraps, I mean, it's, it's sports. It's a spirit of competition. And, you know, typically things like this don't get out to the public, right? So it's just something like they're just trying to, you know, sweep under the rug. They addressed it. Um, two weeks from now, we probably won't be talking about it anymore. And they're going to go from there and go out here and try to win another championship. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, man. Uh, you know, one thing that, su- that really surprised me when Hall of Famer Rick Barry was on this show, technically we recorded that this morning, I'm going to be calling this a Friday show, uh, is is when I asked him, like, is this commonplace? Uh, you know, it's, I mean, granted, look, he played like 30-something years ago but, or even longer. But, um, you know, I don't think locker room – mentalities and behaviors have changed that much i mean there's still men with testosterone and and sometimes it gets out of control um but what he told me that was really eye-opening is that he said he's never seen a punch thrown in practice you played for auburn um did that seem how did you feel when you when you first heard that uh that a punch was thrown because it turns out that's pretty unusual look um Uh, you know, I, 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 I was a part of the Auburn basketball program during a very dysfunctional, I want to call it dysfunctional, but during a very down stretch in program history. And yeah, there was a lot of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, fighting amongst teammates. I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen it and I've seen things a lot worse than a punch, um, done wow, around okay. the tax facility and, you know, guys were fine just a couple of days later. So, you know, some. You know, a lot, all this is a part of sports. It's a part yep. of competition. Sometimes things get heated. Sometimes things cross a line, as, you know, the Warriors said with the situation with Draymond Green. But you nip it in the butt. You know, Draymond's yep. a guy that, you know, has to be managed. You have to let him – sometimes, you know, you got to let him know that this isn't okay. And you move on from it. Absolutely. Um, and I, I can't remember if it was Myers or if it was Kerr. I'm trying to find the attribution, but I can't right now. But one of them said that – uh, this is very similar to just, uh, you know, like like two brothers fighting. That's That was their their interpretation of it. Um, and in just a moment, I want to talk about Clay Thompson. I want to talk about your trip to Japan. And I want to ask about what your, if you've heard anything about Jordan Poole's contract extension because speculation and some reports coming out are saying they are working on that. Um, it could be finalized soon. But first, I got to talk about a longtime sponsor of this program, Bet Online. And more specifically, betonline.net, which is your number one source for football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting, which has really exploded, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. you got Major League Baseball playoffs around the corner. you got NFL action every Sunday. You degenerates out there can bet on NBA preseason. The regular season is less than two weeks away. It's all available through Bet Online. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. 
You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the ultimate pro basketball preview starting October 10th. It's a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA preview. It starts October 10th next week. Search for Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow San Francisco Chronicle, Golden State Warriors beat reporter CJ Holmes on Twitter at CJHolmes22. He appreciates retweets a lot more than likes. I totally get it. I'm with him. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Oh, any updates on Jordan Poole and his contract extension? I'm guessing the Warriors want to do it now because if he has a, a season better than last year, he's probably going to get a max offer from a team that will force the Warriors to match that. They probably want to bring that number down a little bit, at least on an annual level. Uh, what have you heard and what are your thoughts on Jordan Poole's um, extension talks? Um, I haven't heard much on that front, you know, to be completely transparent. You know, Bob said today that um, those negotiations have begun and, you know, those talks are ongoing. Um, so, you know, they have, a, they have until October 17th to get a deal done. If not, you know, Jordan enters next season or restricted eight free agent and the team's going to have to match any offer sheet he receives if they want to keep them in house. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I want to backtrack for a second. Uh, you know, and I was not throwing uh, Chris Haynes under the bus. I'm actually friends with his brother, Mark, uh, who's, who's really doing great given all the, all the crap he was dealing with. Um, uh, but you know, my question to you is as a journalist, have you ever been burned by a bad source? Because I don't think I, I Chris is a great journalist. I trust him. I, to me, he's a solid source, but According to, you know, the Warriors GM coach and their star player, uh, he misinformed the public. Um, and I'm going to blame his source more than anything else. Have you ever been burned by a source? Like, have you ever had experiences like that? You know, the first thing I want to say is, you know, I love Chris. Uh, I got to spend some time with him in NABJ this year. Um, super cool dude. And, you know, I look forward to our relationship you know, yes. blooming even, even further. Um, you know, I assume, you know, I obviously got to assume that, you know, what, you know, Kerr and Curry had an issue with was, you know, his tweets. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Cause you've seen it other ways where sometimes you get the right information, but the team goes back on it. Oh my goodness. Lights. Oh, you went dark. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So for people, by the way, for people who are uh, watching on YouTube, you're at chase center in the media room for people listening to the podcast. They have no idea what happened. You just went dark. The lights are off. Can you function? Are you okay? Do we need to take yeah. a break? No, okay. no, we're good. But, right, cool. um, you know, have I ever been burned by a bad source? You know, honestly, I haven't been in the source business for very long. You know, even, you know, covering colleges and stuff like that. It's not really, you know, there's not too much news breaking involved in, you know, the covering, you know, college teams or, you know, high school sports at a lower level. So I'm kind of still new to this world. I just hope that the sources I do have um, <laughs> yeah. will continue to be honest and, you know, feed me proper, you know, information to avoid you know, situations like we had today and not saying that, Haynes' sources are wrong, but obviously true. Team, exactly, you know, obviously exactly, and that that could mm -hmm. be the case too. CJ is that he was right, and and uh, Steph and Kerr are trying to quash this thing and deny it. I mean, they have every right to, you know, but who knows what's really right here? Because now we have two sides suddenly. Uh, if you don't mind, I want to shift gears to Clay Thompson real quick. Um, he's not going to play 
uh, in Sunday's preseason game against the Lakers. Uh, Steve Kerr, I think, revealed that. Um, are you worried about him a little bit? It was interesting that Kerr also revealed the reason. He kind of went into a little bit about the mental hurdles that Clay's overcoming. Uh, if you don't mind, share it with the audience, like what Kerr said and uh, your thoughts on Clay. You know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little worried. You know, just because, like, he played basically most of the second half of last season. He played a lot in the second half of last season, entire playoff run. I was a guy who dropped 40 points, like, or, like, you know, had a lot of big games mixed in yeah. with, with a lot of inconsistency. But the fact was he was back, officially back. And to hear that, you know, obviously he tore his Achilles playing pickup basketball years back. And he, I would understand that that would be – a risk that he simply didn't want to take. Um, but to hear that he potentially might not re be ready for the season opener might be a little problematic. Yeah. But, you know, I do, but I do think, you know, with the, I do think the Warriors have the right idea that, you know, Hey, this guy didn't play a lot this summer. Uh, let's just not throw him into these preseason games, let him ramp up, get warm. And that should be great. I mean, I haven't heard anything negative about, you know, his health or his mindset. Um, so, you know, that's not the issue. I think the Warriors just trying to be as pre, you know, precautionary as possible, given what he's been through, um, to make sure that, you know, they, he doesn't jump on the court and tear something again. You're absolutely right. And I want to quote Steve Kerr, um, as saying, uh, here's Steve Kerr quote, he's in a good mood. Uh, the mental block was more about playing pickup in the summer in the same place. He injured his Achilles, uh, for whatever reason that vibe threw him for a loop. We're ramping him up slowly and I think it's all going to work out fine, unquote. Um, and that makes sense, right? I mean, because he was coming back from the ACL injury and and while playing pickup basketball, which is apparently a summer tradition of Clay's, part of his routine, um, that's when he tore the Achilles. And I would totally understand not wanting to do that again after. So I get it. I think it's. I think most people can understand. And let um, me add this. And let me add this to that. Yeah. You know, this might contradict what I just said a little bit, but playing <laughs> in an NBA game. Is safer than playing pickup basketball with a bunch of you know randos or other players over the summer, right? You know, in in the regulated game, fouls are called. Guys have an unspoken code, as Steve Kerr says, said last year <laughs> in the Memphis series. There is an unspoken code, like not to undercut someone, not to land on their feet, not to do things to put a player in a position where he could get hurt. Pickup basketball, there are no referees out there. Guys might get a little bit more physical. Um, there might be grudges held over from the regular season that you can take out on a, you know, take out out there on the pickup court without refs around to call fouls. Guys might bump you a little more and, you know, guys might play a little looser, which might be, which might lead to an unnecessary injury. Right. So I understand Clay in that mindset of, you know, being a little hesitant to go out there, not one, because of what he went through tearing his Achilles playing pickup ball a couple of summers ago. But two, the lack of safeguards and and lack of like safeguards and different things that can, you know, assure that he doesn't get hurt. You know, in his mind, it was probably just unnecessary risk. But because of his decision not to play pickup basketball, he's not necessarily, I don't want to say he's not in game shape, but he, you know, he's, you know, it's not that he's necessarily not in game shape, but, you know, like he's close. Being able, just, being able to, you know, get his body back into that, you know, the, that, that regular intensity. That's the word. Get, to get back to that intensity, he's just not there yet. So the Warriors are being cautious. They're taking his time. And, you know, hopefully he's ready to go for opening night. And if he needs a little bit more time with that, then so be it. Because the Warriors don't need Clay Thompson over the first handful of regular season games. They need a healthy Clay Thompson come playoff time. 
That is, and look, you just made a fantastic point, dude. You're absolutely right. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't even hear a contradiction. I, I'm totally agreeing with you in the, in the sense that there's just so many more hazards and risks that come with a pickup game versus a safe setting, a regulated setting like a, an NBA basketball game. So I totally get you, man. That's a fantastic point. I did not hear until just now, though, when you brought it up a few minutes ago, that he might not be ready for the opening game. Has anyone said that, or is that just you kind of? It wasn't ex- it wasn't explicitly said. Steve Kerr was asked about that um, toward at toward the end of his press conference yesterday. You know, like is Clay going to be ready? And he said he he's optimistic that Clay is going to be ready. He's in a good place. He's on track. But that's just not something they can say yes or no for certain. So that when I said when you asked me, are you concerned about Clay? You know, hearing that's kind of like, well, what's going on? If yeah. you can't say, you definitely be ready. But again. It's all based on where Clay's body is at and where the training staff thinks he's at. They don't think he's ready to go, and he's not going to go. How it, let's let's shift gears to something that I know you. I hope you considered fun because you just that was a long ass flight. Uh, but the end result was Japan, uh, Tokyo, more specifically, one of the biggest cities, one of the most modern and cleanest cities in the world. Dude, how was that, man? Like, were you hanging with the players? What did you do for fun? Share with the world, man, how that was for you, the experience. Well, I ate a shit ton of ramen. I know that. <laughs> I, uh, I ate a shit ton of ramen. And I enjoyed every second of it. Um, it was a cool experience. Um, getting to be in Tokyo, um, getting to explore a little bit around there. It was busy. The Warriors had a pretty tight schedule. A lot of time on buses. Um, a lot of community events and stuff like that. You know, back and forth from uh, uh, Saitama uh, Super Arena. Uh, but it was a great experience. You know, I even got to spend an afternoon with uh, Clay Thompson, Ryan Rollins, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. That story's up now if you want to check it out. Hell yeah. But it was, uh, you know, self uh, uh, shameless plug. But um, no, sh- plug away, <laughs> man, please. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, uh, overall, it was just a, it was a really good experience. I wish we had maybe like one more day of just nothing to, you know, no, no community events, no games, and no practices, just to. You know, being able to see a lot of the things that Tokyo had to offer. But, hey, you know, at the end of the day, just like for them, it was a business trip. You know, I was there to do work. And, you know, hopefully I can – my passport's renewed now. And, like, hopefully maybe sometime in the next couple of years I can uh, take a little trip there and see everything that Japan has to offer. Oh, that's right. I remember that. The last time you were on here, you were having to renew it, which is some, can be a pain in the ass. It can be easy. I guess it depends. Uh, is the is sushi as good as they say it is? I mean, you said you just ate, uh, you know, a you-know-what load of, mm-hmm. of ramen. Like, is it amazing ramen? Like, the best you've ever had? Is How's the uh, sushi? Best I ever had. I mean, there's oh. actually – but like, I went to this place called Ichiran. That's actually New York City. That's where I had it the first time. The ones in New York are based on the ones in Tokyo. So I went to the actual – legit like OG Ichirans and it was just like really good. I mean, I'm pretty sure I ate there like every day. So. <laughs> Dude, what was it like, man? I, you know, I've, I've had random conversations with Clay. He's, he's, he's unique. I mean, he is what you see on TV and then you got to get to hang out with him and Ryan Rollins. And did you say Pat, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Was that the third mm-hmm. player? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing this story came out fairly recently. Uh, and again, for anyone who, who's ever wants to read your content, just follow CJ Holmes on Twitter at CJ Holmes 22 because you're obviously tweeting this stuff and subscribe to the Chronicle on a side note. I'm a subscriber, both digital and print. Um, yeah, what did you learn? Did you learn anything new? I mean, because because people are like their eyes are open about Patrick Baldwin Jr. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Rollins looks good. I mean, Clay, everyone knows. Yeah, what was that like, man? Hanging out with those guys. 
It was super cool. Um, when we left the hotel at first, it was just uh, you know, we we're all supposed to ride together, but the you know the rookies were talking about some. We're gonna go get some food, and then when the Uber got here, they were nowhere to be found. So me, Clay, and his mother Julie, um, jumped in an Uber as we made our way over to like the the Jinza shopping district, and it was super cool. Just getting them like pick his brain and get to know him a little bit. You know, he told me that he was familiar with my work, which you know meant a lot. You know, concerned you know yeah. the fact that you know. You cover these guys every day, and sometimes you don't you don't hear shit like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But um, excuse my language, but um, sorry, man, sorry. That was cool, but like you said, Clay is Clay. You know, just <laughs> kind of just like jumps from topic to topic. Yeah, really sarcastic, makes a lot of jokes. Um, kind of like really laid back. I had a fantastic time talking to his mom and getting to know her. Um, it was really cool uh, seeing the three of them. You know, out there at the Shibuya Crossing. Um, sounding autographs and taking pictures and I guess the coolest part of all is uh, we went over to this uh, high-end clothing store and you know basically you know, the rookies were shopping around for a little bit Clay was shopping around and when it came time to check out Clay picked up the entire bill just picked up the bill man it was uh over I think 2400 US dollars but um without thinking twice you know when you got when you got that NBA money but uh it was super cool to see Clay connecting with the rookies and you know doing that for them and building those relationships and it was kind of in a way, it was just seeing – it was like the old guard kind of ushering in the new. The rookies are a little quiet. Um, they were fun to talk to. They are a little bit quiet. But um seems like they both have really good heads on their shoulders, and I'm excited to see what they can do at the pro level. Yeah, I, I talked to Patrick Baldwin Jr. for a little while on Media Day, and he seems like a super chill, nice kid. Mm-hmm. Um, what, dude, what is your impression of, of the rookies, especially Patrick Baldwin Jr.? I'd love to get your, your impression, your perspective. What do you think about him, man? It's only two games, but so far so damn good. I think Pat's gonna have a chance. Um, you know, his big thing is he's just he's, oh man, sorry, hiccups. His big thing, his big thing is that there's huge question marks about him coming in there because he only played 11 games last season with Wisconsin, Milwaukee. You know, yeah. You know, in those 11 games, he wasn't necessarily you know played his best ball, or the even though he did show flashes, didn't know if those struggles were you know results of his ankle injury or you know something worse or like you know the constant attention and. He got from opposing defenses, but one thing for certain about about Baldwin is he has the tools. He has yeah. the tools, man. Like six ten, can shoot that thing. His beautiful form, high basketball mm-hmm. IQ, and you saw a lot of that in the first two preseason games. I mean, his, the jumper looks amazing. You know, Kerr wanted the temper expectation the other day, saying, "Hey, he will spend time in the G League this year." But hey, he left the door open, and if he earns minutes. He earns minutes. And, you know, because of that unique skill set, he, he might have a chance. Rollins, yep. you know, there's – and then Rollins, um, you know, nothing too flashy in his preseason minutes so far, but you, you love the length. Um, you love the confidence he plays with, the mm-hmm. poise he handles the ball with. And, you know, he's another guy that's going to spend a lot of time in Santa Cruz this season, but you could definitely see why the Warriors are willing to take a chance on him. He's aggressive. He help, he hunts that mid-range shot. You look at that length, and you can tell that he has a lot of high upside as a defender. Um, and, and the guy's just uber-confident, uber-confident. And that's one thing that some of the vets even said about mm-hmm. early practice. I mean, it's like the kid's just confident. And you can see why the Warriors spoke so highly of him as a, as a second-round pick. And he's a guy that you could see, you know, maybe in years down the line being a major factor off the bench for this team. Absolutely, man. Um, and just wrapping things up here, uh, I, guess I, I was going to ask, like, I'll just ask him, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's year two, Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga. So much rides on them. I mean, it really does. Uh, how, how, what's your impression in year two so far? I know it's been short, 
We've only had a week of training camp so far, but uh, what's your early impression on these three youngsters that really are going to have a huge impact this year? I, I, I think it'd be weird to say otherwise. Uh, your thoughts? Well, Moody's been fantastic. Um, he's probably been the talk of training camp in terms of like the young guys. Um, people just can't stop talking about Moses Moody, man. Um, as, mm. as you saw in Japan, he was the acting sixth man as, when Jordan pulls and Sarah to the lineup, which one can assume that means he'll be probably like the seventh man. That's interesting. The, and and yeah, that's, that's insane for him to go from a guy who barely played last year all the way up to seventh man. I think that really speaks to his work ethic and the progress yeah. he's made this summer and the trust, above all the trust he's been able to build with head coach Steve Kerr. You know, Kaminga offensively, I've kind of been waiting to see a little bit more um, during the preseason, but it is early. Yeah. And while, and I should have wrote this the other night, you know, I, I kind of just focused too much on his offense. But while after going back and watching the games and stuff, although, you know, his offense, I would like to see a little bit more aggressiveness out of him. Um, defensively, I mean, he was giving guys fits. He was giving the Wizards fits out there. And, you know, his his path to significant minutes is going to start at the defensive end. So, you know, if all the offensive threats, the Warriors have his path to minutes, it's going to start the defensive end. And I'm happy to see him sort of embracing that in the preseason so far. And James, he had an incredible preseason debut. You know, he was the best player on the floor. In that first game against the Wizards, and although the second game he kind of took a small step back with the offensive production, there's a little bit more mistakes dropping the basketball. Yeah, he kept his head high and kept playing, and you know, and eventually he was able to pick it up. And I think that's very important for a guy like that with so much pressure on him when he does have those mistakes to not hang his head and stay in the game. And if he can keep, if he can keep that mindset, you know, throughout this regular season, then he should take some significant strides. Absolutely, man. Um, and again, when Jordan Poole gets that new uh, swimming pool installed, the goat pool, I can't wait for you to tell us how um, those pool parties are really going to be, man. That's exciting. I'm kidding. Obviously, that's like a big story going around. Uh, yeah, there was no argument about Jordan Poole's new pool being installed. But like that's one of those what butt crack, whatever those are called. Um, one of the funniest I, things, one of the funniest things about that came out of this whole Jordan Poole, Draymond Green situation <laughs> were the memes and the fake news stories. I mean, I was just... I, I had a great time reading those and just like just getting a good laugh last night. So. Yeah, absolutely. I saw like one person say like the biggest punishment for Draymond should be having Pool on his podcast for an hour and <laughs> and just saying nothing and just letting Pool do the whole show. And yeah, there's some good stuff out there. Uh, and your stuff is amazing. I, I really encourage people to read it. Uh, I, I I love even like your recaps are really good, man. You've been doing these training camp recaps, and there's a lot of little nuggets, dude. But the fact that you brought up the Moses Moody is is the next man in line after Jordan Poole. That's fascinating. I did not think of that until just now. And that shows how he's doing as a player, man. Kerr trusts him. That's impressive. Um, anything else you want to add? Are we good? I mean, look, you can follow CJ Holmes on Twitter at CJHolmes22. Subscribe to the San Francisco Chronicle. That's where your content uh, is published as a beat reporter uh, covering the Golden State Warriors for the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, anything else? Have we, have we forgotten anything? Are we good? What do you think? Hey, just as usual, retweets, not likes. Thanks, man. Thanks, everyone. 